banger. Yeah. That's banger. a banger. Soundtrack. Let's go set up the local hall for a dance tonight, fellas. Come on. This is better than the title track. Yeah. Which is oh, iconic, is this, too. Is, is this a hot take? This song better than the actual Footloose yeah. song? Because I think it is. Who's not fired up right now driving to work? Or in your office, maybe or you're stuck you're, in traffic. You're doing on the, I heard uh, there's some people. I heard the roads are bad. Yeah, Miss Cynthia said it was uh, uh, it was really rough coming in. Our parking lot, you know, for the little amount of snows there. Yeah, I almost I almost slipped and fell. Well, Joey just but parked I have, like I have, I'd, I, have sl- I have dock shoes on though too. Well, so. now they're out plowing. Well, all the cars yeah. are here. <laughs> I know. Smart. Great. Uh, <laughs> Wilson Moore from the World Herald is going to join us. Talks in Nebraska basketball at the bottom of the hour. Uh, you you normally would not say this for a, a football program that hasn't been to a bowl game since uh, 2016. People forget. Um, people remember that we were all set to go to uh, Las Vegas uh, last year in the month of uh, November. And then Michigan State, Maryland, Wisconsin, and Iowa all got in the way of our enjoyment. Nebraska finished 5-7. and seven. But with that said, we wake up today and Nebraska shares something with USC, Washington, and Iowa. A conference. That is true. <laughs> Same win total on FanDuel. Yeah, seven and a half. So Nebraska's win total is seven and a half. Uh, if you go off of Bill Connolly's SP plus rankings, the toughest team before Ohio State that Nebraska will play will be Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Chance to, you know, feel good before you go to Columbus at the end of October. Uh USC having a win total of only seven and a half. Yikes! They're not paying Lincoln Riley to, no. uh, you know, to be bowl that, eligible. That much money. Uh, Washington makes sense. They lost a lot. Yeah. Whether Kellen DeBoer was going to stay there or not, they lost a lot. And then Iowa is at seven and a half. So don't let anybody tell you that Nebraska is not relevant because they share a stage with a team that played for the national championship last year and USC. See now the other win totals. If you have not heard by now, because I think we're the last radio show to break these down. <laughs> Never fear, people. We have until the thirty-first of August. Mm-hmm. Ohio, Ohio State's at ten and a half. Oregon's at ten and a half. Uh, Michigan is at nine and a half. I will take the under on that. Uh, Pedo Penn State is at nine and a half. <laughs> oh, I got I, well done. Hey, they. You're what, my hero. What in the hell is going on with the trustees at Penn State yesterday? <laughs> Uh, then USC at seven and a half, man, seven and a half for USC, Washington, seven and a half, of course, Nebraska and Iowa. So my question here is we used to, uh, we used to debate each other. We used to draw swords and meet for showdowns. Like we were fencing at 72nd and Dodge over nine win seasons is, uh, the new nine in the new big 10, eight and four. Is eight and four going to be now probably not gonna yeah. get you to the playoff. Right. But for, but still for programs that are in that kind of middle tier yeah. where Nebraska. Nebraska is trying, trying to, get to get there, to, yeah. Is eight and four gonna be considered a really good year in the Big Ten? I, I think say so. yes. I, I think so too. With that schedule? Yep. Yeah. The between that the schedule itself, but also the travel. And you know, look at you mentioned Rutgers. Okay, I did. I didn't, but go ahead. Well, you you said (laughs) you mentioned as far as they're they're, because they're not with Nebraska or USC. Their win total is only five and a half, Nick. But which is good for them. But the S. Okay, and that's important. Minnesota four and a half. Yeah, Mm. Phillips should have left. Yeah, the SP plus uh, number having them be 
basically the toughest draw up until Ohio State. I, I you see teams elevating their profile is what I'm getting at, and and even the Marylands of the world, the Rutgers of the world become even on a day that maybe their win total doesn't match the type of team that they are, they're going to be tough outs. So there's there's literally no weakness, maybe other than Northwestern. Although what we saw David Braun pull off last year was pretty impressive. So I, th- this is what we're going to see in the next two years is programs like Northwestern, programs like Rutgers, uh, programs like Illinois. Where do they go from there? Purdue, where do they go from the... The new look, because we know that it's either sink or swim. But I think at the very least, those programs are going to, they're going to present some resistance. So not only the teams that you're bringing in, but I think as everybody's trying to elevate themselves into a wide open Big Ten, it makes for a very tough Saturday. So I think I think eight and four is extremely respectable in the, the new look Big Ten. I mean, this year, if Nebraska was eight and four, would you be good? Absolutely, I would be. So I, I, I got to see some spring before I'm ever going to dabble in any of a win total. The, the most important win total for Nebraska is six. Mm-hmm. you, you got to get to six. Now, if you get to seven, you get to eight. Remember, Nebraska's win total has pretty much been locked to go under. Yeah. Uh, and I know it's a lot has to do with the schedule, is why it's seven and a half. Uh, but I think eight and four is, is going to be acceptable in the Big Ten. Now, it's not going to be acceptable in Columbus or Ann Arbor or Eugene. Or really, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But if you're a school like Nebraska, eight and four, you'll take eight and four. Schedules are going to get more difficult. Yeah. I think we're gonna we're gonna see Tony Petiti is going to ramp up the difficulty of schedules in the month of November. Yep. Down the road, because I mean, November is the month to remember, and you make your hay, and you know you make your movement, and he wants games where he's taking care of his television partners. So yeah, I I think eight and four is the new nine are the the new nine and three is eight and four in the uh, Big Twelve or the Big Ten. Jesus, I'm all I, I got. I got Penn State on my mind now. I got to get this off my okay. chest. Okay, okay. The floor is yours. So there, there were some trustees with some reps in the state of Pennsylvania that wanted to keep something quiet. Where they would like before? to name the field at Penn State after Joe Paterno. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, the Jerry Sandusky locker room. So, I'm just going to put this out there that that is a bad idea. Mm. First of all, you tried to keep it quiet, mm-hmm. and then somebody tipped off the media. You did and that they for a like, reason. They're like, "Huh?" Uh, so have we forgotten about 2011 of Joe Paterno and Jerry Sandusky, or is it? Whew, that's 13 years later. People will forget about okay. that. Let's go back to honoring Joe and naming the field after Joe Paterno. Now, here's the thing. I, I, I'm not in the Penn State culture. I don't know that anybody was clamoring to rename the field in State College after Joe Paterno. I, I, I don't think people... Somebody, you know, James Franklin said, hey, it would help our profile if... We named the field after Joe Paterno. There is no need to do that. Right. You know, if, if you supported Coach Paterno and you loved what he did to the program, probably not going to change your opinion. But you're the ones that fighting to, like, we got to make sure that Joe Pa is always remembered at Penn State. He will be. But you have to talk about both sides. Yes. I just, this was a crazy, just really, really bad idea. 
um, trying to restore Joe Pa's image and name the field after him? It Do they not know there are going to be kids playing on that field? Right. And, okay, let's, let's talk about the profile. Hmm. Let's talk about the profile for a moment. Was that inappropriate? No. No, you... you Thank you. you. It's you, the truth. Thank you. You, you towed the line, but you stayed right there where you should. But the profile, okay. When there are people that, let's say they don't grow up in Pennsylvania, you're recruiting, and you take them to Joe Paterno Field, and... People know of Joe Paterno. Maybe some of those those recruits like have heard of uh, you know coaches and oh yeah, I've I've always heard my parents talk about Joe Paterno. And you bring up, I mean, I I'd like to think that okay, it's something as simple as a Google search when you bring up Joe Paterno, it's not just flooded with one of the winningest coaches in all of college football and and everything that he accomplished on the field. There is a very 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 significant dark spot on that resume that is going to accompany anything that you see. So sure, there could be a older section of Penn state fans that feels like Joe Paterno should always be revered and should always be held into the highest regard, regardless of that, because you know what? He wasn't the one who was actually doing the crime itself. Well, that's debatable too for what you did know and what you reported, but because they never brought back the statue, right? No, no, they removed the, the statue. The statue, and, and I've and I've heard Much it's like somewhere. Statue, it's, it's gone. It's basically somewhere that nobody knows the actual location of. They've like hit it. So like maybe, it. so maybe the board of trustees are also thinking about uh, the right time to bring the statue there. back up there too. But so tell me how that helps your profile when kids are able to be a little bit more inundated of. Joe Paterno, as they know, him, as opposed to how we knew him. Yeah, I, that's that's not a, that's we're, not a good thing. I mean, there. you can't Google him. We're 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 you know past. We're when kids that are playing at Penn State now were what seven years old, mm. even even Ironic. younger. Mm-hmm. It's but even going forward, like a, it, a decade it, from now, for the diehard fans, I mean, Joe Pa can do no wrong, right? The, and this was the, not his the fault. The smart fans can tell both stories of Joe Paterno. And when you tell the other of, story... Of being a legendary football coach, mm-hmm. but also somebody that allowed an assistant coach to do what he did. Yep. You you have to tell both stories. I just... This is such a terrible idea mm-hmm. that... How did, how did any trustee think that this was going to get to the light of day that they'd be able to pass this and people would be like, ah, that's good. Yeah, it's been it, it's been hey, it's been enough time. Hungry. He's no good, longer with us. Good on re- newspaper reporter who got tipped off to this and started to look into it and was like, mm, not a good idea, Penn State. Keep it moving. Focus on something else. And then also to what I said, there's no clamoring. I don't think there there. I, I've not heard anybody say, well, you know what, Penn State football. The way they beat Michigan and Ohio State is that they'd name the field after Joe Paterno. <laughs> That'll do it. It's a terrible idea. And why would you want to bring that type of negative publicity back? There, there are certain things yeah, that... Well, yeah, you're right. Keep it in the forefront. I mean, when when the Big Ten has a scandal, they'd go big. Yeah, yeah. they do. They go big or they go home. The, the, the part that I have a tough time understanding is there are certain things that if you let sort of time run its course that you can revisit it you know coaches that maybe get their hands slapped for impermissible benefits or you know show causes things that you know maybe the ncaa deemed 
okay, that's illegal based on our guidelines. But when we're talking about... Yeah, that one's still bad. Uh, yeah. There are, there are certain things that they can breathe all they want. There's never there's worse. There's never going to be an appropriate time to be able to revisit that and say, hey, you know what? Enough time has passed. He's no longer with us. Now it is time to be able to honor Joe Paterno the way that these board of trustees feel like he should be honored when I think there are unique circumstances with not only the other side of this story of his story, but also the fact that you do hear Joe Paterno still mentioned in types of regard. Hell, I was uh, listening. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't thought about Joe Paterno in a while. <laughs> Either. But I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, coaches like uh, Matt Rule was on with uh, Reese Davis and Pete Thamel just yesterday. And he, he mentioned Joe Paterno, something that Joe Paterno had kind of, that he learned from Joe. So I think there are, there are football people that are always going to have their strong feelings and positive feelings for Joe Paterno. But as a society and what he is linked to, and for a guy that was had the power that Joe Paterno had that could have truly made a difference and probably spared some of the most horrific, traumatizing moments hero. for kids. Absolutely. He decided Which would have not my out. problem. You you can't you can't just let that breathe for a while for even twenty five years and say, Hey, now I think the time is unfortunately that time is never going to be appropriate. We, uh, we removed the statue, but you know what? This 100,000-seat stadium we have, let's put his name on it. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe we put it on the field. Yeah. Uh, John writes into the uh, Equitable Bank inbox where uh, Joe the mortgage guy works along with Doug. Joe knows mortgages. Uh, you can't name a Ooh. field after Joe Paterno. I don't care if the fans still love him or not. That can't be done. And if they do it, they should be ostracized for it by everyone. This has now been squashed, but there had been meetings. Yeah. They actually had meetings. Yeah. People Plural. that are trustees, like thought this is a good idea and it made it more than just a conversation to well i wonder if this could happen hmm. and it's that type no of it, to me it's it's that type of naive thinking that got them into this problem in the first place where they just figured as long as they tell jerry sandusky that he can't come around anymore to the facility that would be kind of difficult no, but but Field back trip? then, I'm talking about back uh, then. Oh. It's that naive thinking even back then that you thought you could keep this on the wraps and you didn't have to really do anything about it and this thing will just work itself out. He'll just stop doing all those bad things and you know, we'll we'll just keep it qu- like the the, the fact you that you focus on the 335 and Yeah, three, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 3 just, the 5 and the 13. It's uh, amazing people <laughs> that are supposedly very very smart yeah. cannot think of the ramifications. I mean, there's the human element. That's the obvious thing of like doing the right thing. But even in trying to do what's best for the university as well, if that's what's top of your mind, that you can't think if this thing sees the light of day, how bad this will be. And chances are it will eventually see the light of day. But you think, you know what? We don't, we just don't, we can't let anybody know about this. Mm. How do people even think like that? Usually a sign yeah. when you say it like that. All right. Wilson Moore, who does not think like that, is going to make his <laughs> debut. That would be an awkward introduction to the show. <laughs> now that you bring it up, it would wow. be. <laughs> For the first and final Hold time. Hold on. Let's, here. Uh, let's, 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 Hold on let's here. try that again. Let me, uh, let me, let me dox Wilson here. Uh, but he it's never, true. He just, <laughs> he's, he's never. Never been on the show. Just Speaking of a guy who doesn't here. think like that. All right, I'm on his LinkedIn page. Well, he's a Mizzou grad. Yeah. 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 All right, he's, he's a lot of time. He might have some Gary Pinkle hot takes. Uh, might have been before I, his I, time. I think, I think we're good <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, probably was. I think, I think we're good there. We'll pass on that question. 
but reminisce but, about Alan Ofrio with yeah. it. We'll talk some uh, Husker hoops. They take on Penn State tomorrow. Uh, Nebraska needs wins. They got six to go. They got three at home, three on the road. Will four and two do it? And two of those wins are on the road. We'll try and do some math with uh, Wilson when he joins us next. A little bit later, Matt Verzal as well. In mornings with Sharp and Hanley and Jimmy on sixteen twenty the zone.